Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to DudeGrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado. Bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's going on, Doris? We're back the Dude Grow Show. Flying at you, episode 20. You there, Scotty Real? Yo, I'm here. What's up, dude? Hell yeah. Dude Grow Show, guys, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you some news, some culture, and most importantly, the grow-your-own information you need, answering your questions, and me and Scotty giving you the knowledge that we can. Oh, let's talk about growing that sweet, sweet chiba. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you guys right off the bat, like today we're going to be talking about uh, some flowering, flushing in a DWC bucket. Then we'll pop over to a gentleman that wants to kick it in a badass grow tent and give him some advice on grow tents. And, you know, that heavy decision, do you use a grow tent or do you build it out and what type of system to put in it? Um and then this one I really like, Scotty, is, you know, what's the best way to grow a lot of different genetics in a bloom room at the same time? Because that's tricky. Fuck yeah, I can answer <laughs> that in two words or less. It depends if you count it as two words or one word. <laughs> what's that? You got I it? I ain't telling yet. <laughs> all right, all right. Coming up in two words, how to grow many different genetics in your bloom room at the same time. Oh, uh, right. What's going on in your grow, Scotty? What are we going to talk about that you got going on? You know, what's going on in my grow is uh, all that Growmore stuff came in. Jacob from Sweet. Growmore, after that interview, hooked us up with a, a few cases of all those goodies. So I have been definitely playing in the grow room and definitely doing some side-by-sides. I got a whole bunch of clones that I've been doing some side-by-sides with. So I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that. Using that Zyme, using uh, – I will get into all of it. But I've been using all those additives, man. They're cool as hell. Awesome. Got fingers crossed, man. Well, I can tell you in the dude grows, I mean, kind of off the subject for our marijuana cultivation show, but um, I'm getting my outdoor veggies started. If any of you guys are vegetable growers, got that going on. Talk about it just a little, because I know, I know all you out there like to hear about the cannabis. Um, but on the note of cannabis, all my plants that are uh, going to be going outside are a few different sizes, and I want to talk about how I'm controlling their growth don't want them to get too big. Don't want them to be too small. You know, try, trying to play that timing thing with getting them just right for when I put them outside. Because, you know, if you put them out too big and don't control them, some people will be like, I thought I had privacy. And then this thing went up nine feet. So that's what I want to get into since we are getting close to the beautiful planting season, the, the outdoor growing season. Hell yeah. And you did remind me of something that if you want to be a great cannabis gardener, then become a great gardener. You know, you've got plenty of opportunity to practice gardening with, uh, you know, with the growing season coming up. 
give yourself, you know, go get some tomatoes, go get some peppers, and you can identify nutrient deficiencies. You can try new nutrient regimens. I mean, nothing, you know, I, I used to grow around, uh, grow with a bunch of peppers, and nothing shows you that you're doing something right than when you yield, you know, four or 500 peppers off, off of a single plant, you know? Hell yeah. So, yes, I mean, it's really fun to, uh, to learn how to grow and kind of hone your skills with some other plants as well. You'll learn a lot from it. Yeah, I want to get into that a little more. I got, uh, yeah, I mean, if you already got the indoor garden, this awesome soil nutrients, that's why neighbors are like, why does that look so good? Why are the dudes' veggies rocking? But, yeah, you, you can always <laughs> do pretty awesome when you if you're using your old soil. Oh, you hell know? yeah. I mean, it's still hell got yeah. so much juice left in it. I've got a buddy that makes these big outdoor raised beds uh, with his old soil or i think it's with some of your old soil now that i think about it and uh man his garden blows up all he puts is microbes in there he blows okay. it up. hey all right guys we're gonna take a quick break wanted to give you a, a quick preview there you know get ready to get your toke on get your trim on whatever you're doing working in the garden um and yeah if you're out on your mobile devices guys scott used to say we're everywhere good podcasts are served but unfortunately still in this day and age there's some uh some people out there that won't accept the show just because we're talking about cannabis don't really get it, but we are on Beyond Pod. Oh man, that that's racialist, man. <laughs> it is racialist. We're also on uh, yeah Beyond Pod, Android users, iTunes, kick it over there. You can pretty much find us anywhere on the internet. Just look up Dude Grows, 420growlab.com, and yeah, let's get high, Scotty. Come right back and get into uh, what we're smoking and you know a little bit of news. We we'll always give you a dab into the news there. All you dabbers, like your ears perked up. Dab, dab. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm scared to smoke any more of this, man. I'm going to get too high. (laughs) All right, guys. We will be right back. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show. All right. Hey, y'all. It's Scotty Real here talking about Recharge. And if you don't know, Recharge is my shotgun blast of organic goodness that takes the guesswork out of growing great herb. What makes Recharge unlike any other product in the store is my soil biology. Each gram of Recharge has over 400 million CFU of living soil bacteria that act like billions of tiny little stomachs, voraciously eating and delivering nutrients to the plant, all nicely wrapped up in this delicious organic package. The results are serious dank flavor and crazy strong and vigorous plants. And if you don't believe me, just ask Courtney. Doing this talk with this brother, yeah, is just highlighting the good essence of Recharge. Now that's what I'm saying. So go on over to realgrowers.com and check out Recharge. You'll be glad you did. Hi there, boys and girls. Hi there, boys Would you like to come on a wonderful like trip with me? Where you could be most anything you'd like to be? now we're smoking right that's right man pumping blood <laughs> all right that was, that's a quote there from king marijuana yo all right scott well you start off here tell me what tell me what you're smoking today for the show you know man i had to pull out one of the uh legendary strains uh candy land something i found out about out in california man this stuff is delicious it is some of the hardest nug that i've ever seen i mean it's just got one of these you know it's, it's like a, a new style I've never seen weed like this, man. Just candy land. It better be good. I mean, they're naming it like the best thing ever. 
But, I mean, even the shape of the plant and the shape of, of the buds are strange, you know? There's just not like that long leaf pattern. It's like mm-hmm. just real short, rocky, dense buds, man. Uh, it's mostly sativa. I think it's like a 75% sativa, a little bit of indica in there. And, uh, yeah, really good stuff. Actually, insane. Now, did they name it Candyland because they're after the kids? They want the kids to use it? (laughs) It's all marketing and youth-oriented product positioning. (laughs) Getting (laughs) posted. Man, that's a whole other story. That's been in the news a lot, guys, with old kiddos. Um, But, yeah, we'll talk about that maybe in a second because I want to tell you about what I got going on. I've mentioned it before, but the Citrix, C-I-T-R-I-X, guys, from Reserva Privada, Colorado. My garden's been definitely rocking their genetics. I grew it from feminized seed, which has been working fabulous. I've never had so much fun not not dealing with many cuts. Cuts aren't bad, man, but it's there's something nice about just throwing that seed in there and knowing I got a I got a nice lady popping up here shortly. So that is and their cool. seeds have been popping like in three days, which is awesome. Seriously coming right up out of I don't do any other method than I just plant the thing. I use a really light mix. I'm using Light Warrior now from uh, Fox Farm. Um, so what's the timeline as far as if, if somebody gives you a clone or you go buy a rooted clone of the dispensary um, or you pop a seed? You think it's almost the exact same timeline? Two, three, man, three, no. Three. I mean it still takes some time. I'd say now that uh, I have some sour relief also from them that uh, popped, and it does take a bit to get like a- after its first set, a second set of leaves – then it kind of starts to take off. I would be willing to bet that you know a cut is going to go quicker. Some people can get roots within, you know, seven to twelve days, which is pretty quick. Um, and then at that point, it's on, right? I mean, it takes off, and you have a thicker stalk. You know, you don't have that real small seedling stalk. So I think it is a little bit slower from seed, but hey. I know it's like it, it doesn't come with any crap, doesn't have any mites or mildew or bullshit on it. So I'm 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 loving it. Yeah, or even the genetics can be screwed up sometimes. You get a clone that's been really screwed with, and the genetics oh, yeah. can be Taking off. Taking cuts off a stressed mother or something, you know? Yeah. You don't want to be cutting stressed out moms. Like on a DNA level, man. <laughs> well, let me tell a little more about the Citrix, guys. It's grapefruit crossed with L.A. Confidential. Now, this shit, when I let my wife try it, I'm like, you got to burn this with the beeline. I use beeline, you know, that wick. Take the lighter out of the equation to get the best attributes from the flower. And it tastes so damn good. Um, it, it just tastes great. That's really the highlight of the strain. It's a it's great the buy. Only, the only butane I want to smoke is in my butane honey oil. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of funny. It's like everything else with society. When I try to get people to use bee line or whatever other, you know, this is basically hemp line coated with bee wax or type of wax. Um, they're like, it's kind of a hassle, dude. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like you hold it and you light it. I mean, just they're so used to, you know, push-button society, remote, lighter, lock the car, soon open the house, and they, they don't want to hold, a, you know, a nice wick line to smoke their herb. It's an inconvenience. So I'm an advocate. Um, but, yeah, flowering time in this guy is 70 to 77 days, which some people might get turned away from it. But, man, I grew it out to about, I think, just bare 70 to 72 days, I believe, and it was dandy it definitely needs um support while you're growing this plant the flowers will get heavy and tend to fall over a little i had to do a bit of not staking remember i took the bamboo out of my garden uh but supporting up i tie off up to my reflectors and different points in the ceilings um but man it's great yielder great plant guys awesome high energetic high and the flavor is is top notch so that's the citrix 
Shit, yeah. Big ups to Reserva Bravada. I had to go off. Colorado style. <laughs> Just because uh, I don't always talk a ton about what we're smoking, but that was what I was smoking and what I was growing, so we became friends. <laughs> nice. Very All right. cool, bro. You got news? Let's jump into the news. We've got Come news on. here. Uh, you were telling me about this story. First story, guys. University of Colorado denies application spike is due to marijuana. <laughs> This story, did you get well, into this much? Tell me. You no, know it is. You know. I, I just, I mean, I'm just saying, it's funny that every college kid now, you know, shit. If you got your choice of where you want to go, University of Colorado Boulder sounds pretty damn sweet, no? I mean, if you're a burner, yeah, you know, for one, now if you're 21 and over in college, you know, granted, I'm sh- there's probably actually nobody under 21 breaking the law that's in college smoking. So. No. <laughs> If you're over 21 and you're you're burning and stuff, I'm sure you're not going to get in much trouble. I don't know, you know, if uh, Boulder or CSU's kept what what type of rules they have for say for cannabis on campus. I guess we'd call it. <laughs> um, if you, if they have like, you know, I'm assuming if you're over 21 and you're on campus possessing your legal amount, it's not a non-issue. So. Uh, it's, it's also what what they want to enforce. I'm sure that there's plenty of weed smoking going on in uh, Colorado Boulder. That's hilarious in the picture here in the news article, Scotty. They show the p- picture of the smoke out that they right. used to do. I don't think they're doing that up in Boulder anymore. And all these kids and balls like at a concert going around and just a cloud of smoke. <laughs> like, And they're not even – like that's an everyday picture. you know. Actually, that's every day in the courtyard. Um, of course, it's Fox News. But right. I agree with you, man. I think definitely people are going to be rolling out here and are, even though the schools would deny it, because uh, why not? I mean, if you burn and there's something you're interested in the degree offered here versus um, Arkansas, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's a good thing. Heck, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the same exact thing that I was talking about, about if I've got a choice to go skiing, do I go to Breckenridge or do I go to, you know, uh, uh, Park City, Utah? No, I'm going to go to Breckenridge. Park City, Utah, shit, the beer's there. Like 2%. Shit, don't even get you drunk there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could go to Breckenridge. I can go to a smoke shop and buy a joint and get real beer. Sounds good to me. Seriously. We got it We got, We got. got it too good sometimes out here in Colorado, but your well, state's you coming. You understand my point is you vote with your dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, and people are voting that way. <laughs> um, all right, next story. Next story. Uh, this one's out of the Denver Post, man. Interesting title. Pot growing warehouses in short supply as demand for legal weed surges. Um, so, you know, basically uh, the, the title says it all. There's tons of people growing out here commercially uh, in Denver and warehouse space has gone up in value. And the demand from what I'm reading in this article, they're saying we're not currently even meeting demand. They, we need more space. And more space. And the reason it's kind of neat, you know, it's herb and it's creating a positive effect in the real estate commercial market um, and actually in regular real estate. But then again, I want to see plants grown outside more, guys. I mean, a a warehouse with 200 lights is like. Oh, my God. That is the most insane amount of power. What is that? That's a $30,000, $40,000 a month power bill. Yeah. I mean, this article kind of brought out one of the quotes in here was. Basically, that this guy um, here. Let me pull it here. Brad Calbert, 
he's he's president of uh, Collier's International Brokerage. This is a commercial real estate firm in Denver, and th they definitely are dealing in you know weed real estate as far as growing space, as well as a lot of other commercial firms here. It's kind of becoming a niche for some of them. Sure. And he told recently in this interview with the Denver Post. He's like, recently, the owner of a warehouse was negotiating a lease with a cannabis cultivator um, who sought assurance that the grower was at a good – I mean, the, the owner of the warehouse sought assurance that the grower was a good credit risk. The grower walked out in the parking lot, opened his car trunk, and showed the landlord a suitcase filled with a mill in cash. <laughs> I was like, really? I mean, that's cool. Jesus. but it, it's Not just, that cool. It reminds me of Scarface, man. It reminds me of the, well, the, coke, you know, the coke days, you know? The guy with the mill in cash would probably be like, "Well, this is you know money I make from legitimately legitimately selling legal weed, but I have nowhere to put it still. So my trunk yeah. and suitcase is, is my spot." But I'm um, just saying, weird shit starts happening when you know people have a million dollars in cash laying around. Yeah, yeah, De <laughs> I agree. Real, real weird shit. <laughs> real weird shit. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it just kind of reminded me of everything the the money with the herb is crazy. I mean, they said that uh, cost per square foot on commercial leases was averaging $4.70. It's gone up. One grower is at $18 per square foot at his warehouse and considers himself lucky to have the warehouse space in the, such demand right now. I'm like, dude, $18 per square foot adds up quick. Yeah, that's insane. And that's kind of where my head's at is you can't really afford to have a bad uh, harvest. When, when you're paying that much. Yeah, it definitely definitely can take a little bit of the fun out of growing. And that's what you're yeah. supposed to have, guys. I mean, and this article reminds me of grow your own, guys. I mean, not everybody's going to grow their own. Not everybody brews their own beer. I would even think growing's maybe easier than brewing beer personally. You, could, you don't need as much knowledge even, you know. But uh, regardless, yeah, grow your own, guys. It's, it's cool to see this stuff. I don't like how... I mean, we're creating such a carbon footprint, and there is a lot more, though, going on in ag. Down in Pueblo, a lot of grows going on, and uh, out east, I think, in uh, the agricultural space out in eastern Colorado, there's a lot of grows going on. That's where it's going to be at. Those guys are going to bring the market price down, and uh, it's going to be cool to see. I mean, dude, we're on the cusp of, of a real big paradigm shift, you know, a really big change here in the way that uh, Americans and the world views marijuana. And we're just on the first what in, you know the, the first year of it. It's absolute infancy. Yeah. So you know, right now the, the best solution we can come up with is is just scaling up grows into in, you know you take your your twelve light basement grow and you make it into a, a two hundred light you know warehouse grow. You know, but it, as soon as these greenhouse guys and actual growers, commercial growers, guys that grow tomatoes, guys that grow peppers, guys that keep the fruit in, in your supermarkets, as soon as they get the green light, then it's all going to change. Yeah, because there are plenty of guys that have gone from their basement grows to working in warehouse grows, and it's a completely different animal, and a lot of problems can happen quickly versus, you know, 12 light or 20, even a 20 lighter when you go up to 50 plus lights – lot lot more things going on of course and then like you mentioned when you have that investor you know kind of standing overhead and he's not even over you he's over your boss and then you're the grower there's a lot of yeah potential problems but people are making it happen i wouldn't necessarily want to you know i love to i like to grow my cannabis son i walk in the room and i'm happy and not stressed typically not stressed but then oh. again i got you know three lights hanging down there so 
Yeah, I've I've been in the commercial position where the investors say, "No, isn't there something we can spray on it to make it way more?" You know, oh you got the, yeah, and you just cringe, <laughs> you know. But they're fucking serious, man. You know. <sighs> yeah. All right. On that note, let's go to happy news. Um, <laughs> instead of spraying weight on weed. All right, cannabis cup, guys. Yeah, man, it is coming soon. Shit, we're we're barely about a month away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Actually, exciting. It's exactly a month away. Today's 320. Yep. And the title, I love this, uh, 2014 Cannabis Cup, set to be the biggest yet, guys. I don't even know what the numbers are. I don't care. It's just going to be great. Yeah, it's 360,000 people last time I checked. Oh, man. I, I'm I just mean, kidding. I'm like, I, just oh, I don't know if... Uh... I just keep on doubling it and doubling it and doubling it. Yes, it is going to be 2 million people next week. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot going on, guys. I think tickets are still available. Um, not positive, but otherwise, uh, you know, go and uh, go and check it out. There's going to be everything from craziness, you know, with probably a dab bar to just great grow knowledge. There'll be some, you know, seminars on grow talk with professional growers. Some people, such as myself, back in the day used to think the Cannabis Cup was more just like, full-on recreation party with music and then judging herb whereas there's definitely if you're i'm interested as going as a grower so and you know the partying as well and you know speaking of that the uh the dude grow show if you guys are at the cannabis cup you'll be able to find us around you'll probably see a customized travel trailer rolling around that'd be the dude grow show smoke mobile yes uh, you'll probably see a lot of a lot of smoke coming out the windows and uh, if you see us, come on over. We'll be doing interviews. We'll have some great stash bag handouts, rolling papers, just good stuff for sure. Absolutely. So that's going to me and Scotty are really looking forward to that weekend. We're going to be there both days, and uh, we're excited to see all and see the uh, industry and the lifestyle. Come on, man. Fire it up. <laughs> Fire it up. Um, so, yeah, Cannabis Cup. We'll probably talk about it some more, guys. We'll have our, our official own commercial for it for the dude grow show being there and <laughs> we'll probably yeah. make one up something good yeah i think yeah i think they uh really got it together this year or at least it sounds like they got the, the venue you know the proper sized venue i'm pretty psyched i think yeah. it's gonna you know i mean last year it was insane i mean there was like four hour waits to get in last year it was, it was ridiculous yeah but, i think uh, they'll be on top of it a little yeah, bit yeah i think so too you know you live and you learn but anyway, you could be worse places to wait like four hours for like a flight or something. At least you're hanging out with a bunch of bros. Oh, yeah. Full <laughs> on cool. It used to be like back in the day, you'd have to wait for concert tickets and nobody minded because it was just fucking fun. Exactly. All right. Let's take a quick break, Scotty. And then we're going to come back with whole, all kinds of grow talk. Grow talk, grow talk, grow talk. Yes. And that's what we love to do here. Teach you all to grow your own. Um and yeah, let's take this quick break. I need to tune up just a little more. You know, I feel like I'm running kind of quick with my, my coffee, so I'm going to tone it down with some herb. Or, sometimes that doesn't work, but we'll see. Hey, speaking real quick, remember <laughs> talking about the uh, lava trap last week about putting sugar, infused sugar in your coffee? Yeah, that thing sounded awesome. Yeah, Art from the lava trap called me up, and uh, he's actually sending one out for you. And yeah, I'm pretty psyched. He was a full on cool guy was telling me that he's coming out with this, like, turbo version. He goes, the volcano wasn't big enough, man. We don't want to be doing a gram at a time. So he's coming out with this version where you're going to be doing, like, I don't know, a quarter pound at a time, a couple ounces at a time. So, I'm That's up. sweet. Did they oh. say will they be at the Cannabis Cup, do you know? 
He's not. Well. He, oh, said, he said he said he wouldn't have the product ready for the cannabis. Ah, uh, yeah. And if you you're throwing I mean? down that money, you need your product ready. He's a full-on cool guy. He's staying in touch with us. Loves the show. And uh, yeah, I, I stay tuned. I think we're gonna have a real cool uh, sugar infusion device coming <laughs> up soon. Nice. As my kids say, I'm gonna get all sugared up. <laughs> oh yeah. We're gonna give new meaning to the word sugared up. Sweet. All right, guys. Dude grows a Scotty real. We'll be right back. You have to check out this better, yeah. I'm going to tell you just like it is. You want to keep it right, keep it pimping? DudeGrows.com Don't you go get that good shit. You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That good shit. Yeah, that's the shit. That's what uh, I believe you officially named it, Scotty, right? Yes. Anyone that tells me they're recreating, I got mad respect for. Exactly. Um, and if you're doing, you know, biking or camping or kayaking, be more specific. Don't say recreating because that term is now co- coined for burning down, getting a little toked up. <laughs> All right. Let's get into these grower questions for these people. Come on. Here. Let's talk growing some weed. All right. This first grower here. Um, and guys, I, 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 I cut out, these are, these are questions I should mention off of, uh, the dude grows YouTube channel. Scotty has a little questions tab on his website, 420 grow lab. If you'd like, they come straight off there and we just call these guys growers. Cause you know, some of them put their names in there and they were first, Hey, what are you doing? So anyway, growers, grower number one is in week five of flowering. Okay. He's in a single DWC bucket, something like a hydro farm, uh, hydro farm, a uh, water farm from General Hydroponics that's like, you know, famous deep water culture bucket or a five-gallon bucket with just an insert, typically grown in hydrogen or something. He has one sure. of them. All sure. right. How would you suggest flushing this? Straight water? Would you use pH water? And for how long? Unfortunately, he doesn't know the strain he's growing. Uh, and this is kind of part two of the question. And he said it was a clone he was very lucky to get, but they didn't know what the genetics were. From looking through a 30 times scope, I harvested the first one at seven weeks when there's barely any amber trikes. So if you need more questions, if you need more info, let me know. And looking forward to the next show. All right, thanks, and Grower. Me let's too. let's always let's answer the first part. So uh, how would yeah, you flush I mean, a single site? Shit, we, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. You just dump the the bottom, you know, reservoir, and I would just put in pHed water. You know, maybe water at five eight somewhere around there, and let it and run it, for a bit, or. Yeah, let it run for a solid week. I would think would be all you'd really need on 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 a you know deep water culture. It's a hydroponic wait, so system. You, you'd let it run on plain water for a week. If I'm I'm trying to flush. Oh wait, are we trying to flush before we're? Yeah, harvesting? let's straighten that out for the listeners too. This is oh. I, this is what I call a maintenance flush. He's in week oh, five. Okay. So that yeah, we'll talk about both. How about that? So yeah, sure. he's he's trying to do a maintenance flush. Uh, week five of flowering, he's probably, let's say he's using a salt-based nutrient such as GH3 part, and he wants to, you know, reset, and he sees salt buildup. That's the type of flush we're doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Probably just an enzyme product. You know, maybe, maybe once, a, you know, when you clean out the reservoir, put your plain water on, 
what maybe like a hygrozyme type of thing, an enzyme type of thing, uh, pH that water to what about five eight I would think, and then run that through for I don't know one cycle, you know twelve hours. What would you think? Yeah, I mean a, a light cycle is fine. Uh, if you guys are in, um, if you're in a five gallon bucket, it's nice for you to add. It's like a level. I think it's called like a level kit, like a view indicator. The water farm bucket single sites come with this. If you go buy a five-gallon bucket to create a deep water culture site, you have to make it on your own, and there's even a little kit you can get. Um, it's basically just drilling a half-inch hole with a grommet and a tube. That way you can see the water level in your bucket, but it comes in really handy for flushing because if you're flushing, guys, you could just turn that tube to the floor and keep running water through this thing if you want for a while to really flush the roots out, and then that you know you can have that tube go to a drain or whatever. But like you said, if you don't hey, have, go ahead. You know, you know what, man? I'm thinking it's been 10 years since I've done deep water culture, or probably six or seven, actually, in all honesty. But I do remember now that you now that you say that, what I would do is I would just take a uh, a uh, like a different tank of of say like a garbage can, maybe a 32 gallon garbage uh-huh. can, fill it up with just plain water. And pH that water, and then I would take a hose with with an attachment, like a you know, like actually a wand attachment, and I would tops. Hold on, I lost I would, you for we we had a a satellite a, a issue Skype, there. Skype moment. I would top soak them, so I was just coming and just literally drench them from the top. I mean, put two, three gallons, and of course okay. they'd, they'd all be draining. And instead of having it drain back into the reservoir, I just have it drain to waste, or just have the reservoir pumping out, you know, with with a pump. And I'm so, for that as long as you have, you know, good roots. Sometimes people don't want to pull their roots fully out of the bucket; they're afraid to damage them. I mean, I, it's me as well. I ain't, are, I ain't, I ain't touching the roots. I'm just saying, going through and just leaving the whole system the way it is, and just going and and drenching them. Just just top drenching them. Gotcha. But if you're leaving the whole container, and then what, the water runs out the bottom of the bucket? Yeah, the water runs out the bottom. I'm sure you have some kind of a drainage system. That's where I was confused. Some people don't have that drain hole. I mean, everybody should at the bottom of any self-contained deep water culture bucket. fuck, man? Yeah, it makes life a lot easier. But I agree, that is sweet, because then you can just run, run through. If you guys don't have that option and you're flushing in a single site, just... Fill it up with plain water, let it run for two hours, empty all that water out, fill it up again with plain water, and repeat that cycle probably about four times, and that would be a pretty good flush for a hydroponic plant, in my humble opinion. Or just go over to the grocery store, get yourself a little grommet, you know what I mean? Go to a Home Depot and get a little hole saw, drill a grommet in there, put put an elbow in there. and 90 degree elbow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're serious about it, I mean, you got to have some kind of a drainage for the bottom of it so you know install a little elbow in there and be able to flush that thing i agree but a lot of people running just a single new bucket really sometimes don't have that thinking but yeah you make your work your work a lot easier to come it's just gonna be hard if you can't drain to waste at some point in time then it's going to be really hard to do a nice flush on it because if you if you have the option top feeding or top watering, you know, just running a whole bunch of just pH neutral or, you know, actually more like a 5.8 to 6.0 pH mm-hmm. water uh, and just dumping it on top, man, that's the way to do a good flush. You'd be so surprised if you even take like a five-gallon bucket and just pour it on top of, of your plant, even a deep water culture plant, and you go test the runoff of what's coming out, dude, 
it'll be it'll it'll actually make your pen go off the chart. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Over two thousand. Yeah, that, I I agree. That's why uh, flushing is valuable, uh, especially if you're out there using chemical or salt-based nutrients. Yep. All right, next part of his question. Um, he says he doesn't know what strain he was growing. So, but from the looks of his scope, uh, he harvested prior when his amp his trichomes were becoming. You know, he said he didn't see barely any amber trike. So trichomes, if anybody doesn't know those, when you look at a scope, guys, I describe them as like, you know, little heavenly crystal mushroom ball place. Um, that, they do that, look like some kind of mushroom or something, don't uh, they? It just looks like I want to miniaturize myself and walk in that forest area. But uh, They are bulbous. You'll see a, a bunch of crystal balls, we'll say. And when they're all totally clear... Uh, it's not time to harvest when, you know, they become, you know, clear and milky, still really not time. Some people that are trying to get di different attributes out of their high might harvest at that time. Um, the most general recommendation I hear is to wait for one third of them to become amber in color. And then the rest of them are pretty much, you know, milky, but not quite amber. Still some clears. What do you think? I mean, you go with that rule when you're looking just yeah. like one third amber. Uh, you know what? I, I, Wait till they just stop being clear. When they're more or less milky, all of them are milky, is when I harvest. I really don't see too much amber. Yeah, I guess me as well. I mean, I've heard that when you let them become more and more and more amber, that it's going to be like a heavier couch lock high. But I really, it's so many strains out there. You, you know, know, man, hard I think to say. That, yeah, and, and the information that used to come out back in the day, there was so much fucking voodoo there, man, you know? Like, <laughs> no voodoo. Yeah, I mean, now it does seem like, even like the, the Jacob Growmore interview and, and Dynagrow Dave, it seems like the scientists are now coming out, you know, and, and studying cannabis. But I don't know, man. I don't see how leaving it a little bit longer is going to actually change the, the entire, you know, high. It just seems crazy, man. Yeah. It seemed, seemed like it would change the potency a little bit, maybe. You know I agree. We'll, we'll say that, uh, yeah, the Dude Grow Show recommendation is waiting until at least almost all of them are milky. Still some clears. Yeah. Don't worry about it, but that's a good way. And if you guys don't, you know, 30 times scope, the easiest one I've found is like, I think $15. It's a Hydrofarm Activi with a couple LED lights on it. Works fabulous. If you're a real cheapskate, <laughs> you could get like the Jeweler's Loop for like 2 95 that's what I got, brother. What are you calling me? What are you saying? <laughs> so if you're cheap like Scotty, then just do that. But, uh, yeah, that's our recommendation on flushing for a deep water culture bucket. Do it at least every 10 days. And then at the end of the grow, you're going to do it for at least seven days, plain water, the whole end of the grow, to get that plant yellowed out and happy and smoking right. All right. So you had last week, we had a, a gentleman that had a light leak in a hood from his ducting. So he had an air-cooled reflector. Um, and this is the next comment slash question, guys, coming at you. Uh, you had uh, a light leak as well, I believe. Basically, coming in through your duct from outside, correct? And your growth? Yeah. I had the exact same. It's funny. You read that question last week. It was basically a guy set up his uh, air-cooled system and had a light leak straight from his hood right to, the, right to an outside either window or basically an outside vent. Mm-hmm. I had the exact same thing where it was going right out an outside a basement window. I mean, it, it 
it looked bad. You know, nighttime came and, and like the, in a window well, basically, and you could yeah. see like it, the window well was illuminated, glowing. And <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife said it's not just the amount of light, but it's the color of the light. <laughs> it's it's the, like, is it the HPS? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just glowing yellow. It's like an orange glow. Anyway, so I started to, you know, had a real situation on my hands, the same thing. I actually rolled over to uh, Way to Grow, and I was psyched because they had dryer vents there. And they had, like, six and eight-inch dryer vents, which is probably pretty rare to get, you know? Yeah, see, I didn't think that, yeah, a grow store would, like, compete with the depot on that. But that's sweet. I guess you can get it all as far as your ventilation and shit. So that's like what comes out off the side of your house for a dryer. Yeah. It's basically so no rain or shit can get in your, your vent. It's like pointed down towards the ground kind of. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it's angled to where it didn't do it. You know, I'd say it cut it down by probably three quarters. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't do a full job of cutting it down because now I had it where it was diverted all down, just going down which was at least it was better than going all over the place, but I still had it being diverted down. So what I had to do was I actually just ended up leaning a uh, piece of wood against it. So it kind of looks natural. I just kind of laid a piece of wood over, over it. I actually, maybe I look a little white trashy, but it's a, <laughs> it, it's a basement window. Well, anyhow, and um, that took care of everything as to where now the light's just bouncing out under there. And, uh, and uh, it's completely dark. You can't see anything. So sweet. You got to know how to do grow room rigging. At no matter what level you're at, you're gonna have to do some rigging sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's an art to it. I know that uh, one of my buddies had this uh, just a vent coming out of the side of his wall. You know, just this weird <laughs> vent. You know, so I went to Home Depot and bought one of those tub uh, rubber made uh, sheds. You know, so he had the little shed over there. You know, you got to get innovative. You put a little, sh a couple shelves there, and put some plants around it. Whatever, I don't know. Totally, totally. And like I recommend, I mean, that is essential for the outside. But on top of that, if you want more, run a damper. You can put you whether you're pushing air over your lights or pulling them. You can position the damper either way. And when your fan kicks on, um, the damper opens up. So I guess you know. And then basically when your fan's off, when your lights are off, the damper's closed. So, you know, yeah, it's, but it's I don't like dampers, man. I think that they freaking um, pull. Mess with your airflow? Yeah, mess with the airflow. I really do. Well, they're definitely not an item to chintz on. When you get a uh, damper from uh, like can, can fans, right? Real popular brand. They started making their own dampers and they're pretty spendy compared to like some of the off brand dampers from other, some of the other distributors. It's like, damn, this thing is, like, machined. It's like a Beamer, dude. It's, it's rocking. But regardless, I agree. I mean, if you don't have to use them, I don't like them either. But I don't like light in the flowering room either. Hell no. Hell no. But I would I would think about trying to divert the, the direction of that light. You know what I mean? Also, what you can do is just extend, you know, I mean, it really depends. But if you can extend the duct or put, a, like, an elbow on the end of the duct, uh, that would certainly divert the light as well. Yeah, and didn't you tell me, like, you re not only, you know, fix your light leak, because you're kind of doing a little revamp on your room with getting the AC and all, sure. but straighten out your ducting or something, because you had bends and, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. While, while Todd was installing the AC, he took a look at some of my bends, and he just said, hey, you know, each one of these bends is represents each 90-degree bend, even if you have a 90-degree elbow... It adds it's it's the same thing as adding seventy five feet of length onto your ductwork. You know what I mean? So I've got you know, seventy five feet per. Yeah. So even if you have you know not even a ninety, you're still adding like thirty five feet of freaking duct. 
Let's say that I've got two or three nineties. You know what I mean? We'll call it two. We'll call it two nineties. That's and then I've got another twenty foot of ducting on top of that. So you got twenty five, or I'm sorry, you got twenty foot, and then you add a hundred and fifty. So now it's like the fans pulling through a hundred and seventy foot of ducting. Yeah, that's intense. That's fucking insane, man. So keep your ducting straight if you can, by all means. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And you can play around that. I guess if you had a light leak also, you might want to play around with those coarse filters. You can get those really coarse. I mean, they, they used to be called horsehair filters. They're like uh, the blue or the green ones. You buy a sheet of it at the Home Depot, and you can cut it in whatever shape you want. Uh, those significantly cut down on light and don't really mess with airflow that bad. They do affect airflow, but not as bad as, as a traditional filter. Yeah. You could hook it up with the dust room, guys. I run the dust room. That would be a decent light blocker, but it would look kind of weird if it's outside, visible on the outside of your house. This light. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next grow question. Enough, enough, enough vent HVAC. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. The bong hitters in your area and voluntary defiance of federal, state, and local authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a bong hit emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official supply information, police scanner news, and emergency bong hitting instructions. This concludes this test of the emergency bong hit system. Because um, I'm kind of excited. I had a, a gentleman, don't know who, he was just like, what is the best way to grow many different genetics in a bloom room? I mean, probably specifically asking about the bloom room because veg room, you know, it's it's important, but you can usually get away with a pretty easy veg regimen for nutrients. Oh, yeah, this is my one to two word answer, right? Yes, it is. I get to answer this one in two words or less. Take right? it away. Hand water. <laughs> there you go. Hand Definitely, water. I mean, it's all you got to do, brother. Just hand water. You definitely need to hand water, um, and that reminds me. I was actually talking to a commercial grower the other day uh, running like 200-plus lights, and they still hand water. And I was like, you know, right on, guys. He's like, we're, we're thinking about going automated, but we – and they, they do listen to the show and the grow, so that's pretty tight. Um, but they do want to go to automated system, but they really have found problems and like to be at every plant site. I mean, they're doing it smart. They have a big wand and a huge pump from a you know 300-gallon res – it's not like they're walking around with, you know, little watering cans, but it's like they get to be at every plant site when they hand water and they caught, you know, a little bit of PM powdery mildew coming up in this back corner because they're back there. They're at every plant. And I really believe in hand watering for those reasons myself. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, to actually be in the room, there's nothing worse than a fully automated room. Because then you don't show up for three or four days. And I'll give you an example. My room is pretty automated because I leave town. I've got the octopots going and, you know, the water just flows by, via float valve. And, you know, there's a couple Achilles heels in there, but one of them is the float valve. Yeah. Well, sure enough, I went in one of, you know, one of the rooms yesterday and, yeah, the float valve was clogged up. And plants probably would have died if I didn't clear it. I mean, it was really clogged up, you know. So, yeah, so you could say that a fully automated grow room will bring you fully automated problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, so the the valve goes, and you know, if you're used to everything on, oh, I don't need, I don't need to do anything there. I don't even need to go in the room. Yeah, yeah. you're going to show up to to dead plants. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's let's. So I have a few a few tips, a few tricks maybe. So because I've been growing definitely different 
different genetics as far as uh, in my room now. There's three different ones, and they're in different phases of growth. Growth, I should say. Um, I don't have a high plant count, but if you know how to handle ahead of time, if you're familiar with the strain or a grower can tell you, you know, how heavy the strain feeds, different attributes of it, that's going to definitely help what you're going to do. But let's say you have three genetics. You have three, three rows of 10 different genetics. If you find that the middle row of plants is the heavy, heavy feeder in the room, then, cause it's kind of nice to be able to go around and water all the plants at the same level. Um, chem, I mean, not chemically, but with your nutrient formula and your water, but if you find the middle row needs more, top dress it a little. You know, go pick out a really good guano. Aurora Innovations has a few pretty nice mixes, really low MPKs, but you're going to boost the MPK on that hungrier, you know, genetic line without having to change, without having to water it differently than your other ones per se. That's one way I've handled it where I know, man, this one is nitrogen deficient. This one's totally happy. So I'm just going to put a little, you know, nitrogen-rich guano on top of that, maybe a little extra worm castings and, uh, uh, then I'm not changing what I'm watering into either one per se. Sure. If you're following me, what, you, got um, any, you, you got any tips? I think you got it, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, I thought I had another one as well because I really do. It's challenging. I mean, I don't recommend this if you don't. I mean, commercial growers, if you you know, most of them, the answer is we have to. I was like, why not just grow one strain? You can't man. and grow it really well. And they're like, you know, that's that's not the market demand. Uh-uh. So I I mean, in my world. I would like to be, you know, the perfecter, you know, it's like I am the, the citrix grower. I am known in this part of the town as the best grower of citrix. So people trade with me for this or, you know, but you're right. I mean, even in my own oh, grow, yeah. it's like there's too much, uh, there's too many good uh, flavors out there. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe start mixing your newts up in a five-gallon bucket. You know what I mean? If, if you're only doing two or three at a time. You know, you mix a five-gallon bucket worth of newts, and that way that you can treat each plant individually, and you can still keep, you know, maybe keep a notepad or whatever, but you could still learn each individual strain. You know, I mean, you're, it's a big deal. The environment's the same. The light's the same, but your nutrients don't have to be the same. If you're mixing them up five-gallon bucket worth at a time. Yeah, but that's a nightmare. on. It's That's actually great oh. for my level, nightmare on a commercial level. But yeah, not on, well, on a commercial or level. Or even a 20-lighter. I mean, if you have four different strains or three in a 20-lighter, that's definitely going to increase your workload. Yeah, it depends. Like, I, I run multiple strains and, and, you know, multiple different harvests and whatnot, and I just run multiple reservoirs. You know, I'll run a reservoir for three plants. True, true. You know, a little I mean, 30, 30 gallon reservoir for three plants, less ten to fourteen days. Yeah, and I, I would say it's obviously people have to do it. If you could, on the home recreational level, we'll say do it. You know, go with two, maybe three. It really helps when you get to know them. You know, this is the fourth round here with Island Sweet Skunk for myself, and the fifth round with the Glass Slipper. So I'm really getting to learn how these plants grow. Then I bring a new one in, and I have to relearn it. And for me, that's actually you know, part of the the fun of growing, but right. it can be also part of the, the nightmare of growing if you're not getting the results you want and you're not getting the weight you want and all that, all that jazz that's important as well. Hell yeah. But, uh, so I guess like, yeah, we'll stick with your, the best way to grow many different genetics in the bloom room and water and, uh, also try and know if those, what those genetics are going to be needing ahead of time if you can, so you can be ahead of the Head of the curve there. Yeah, and just do small batches when you're mixing your nutrients. You know, do like I said, do five gallons at a time instead of, instead of doing a thirty gallon reservoir. 
You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Is this is this for a, you know the commercial grower? This is for a, that's a, just in general. Just both. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. Do do micro batches is all I'm saying. You know, if if you if you're a commercial grow, you know, mix mix a 55 gallon tank and and you know do one you know eight plants at a time, whatever, 12 plants. Yeah, at and time. I, I'm kind of on the same regimen as you, man. Like I don't really change my base much. I mean, I'm at you know a tablespoon per gallon on my you know my fish additives my general organic bases all the time almost but i do change you know of course for flush towards the end but i do yeah. have some additives for veg some additives for flowering but when i put in all my my beasties and my microbes i feel like they kind of they make it all easier on me i know that they definitely <laughs> make it easier on uh, my diagnosis of uh, what i really need to put in there they kind of make up for what i don't know i guess i'll say couldn't agree with you more man just a random grower tip of the week, I've been doing a flush of my recharge microbes and fish. Now, you've been using that grow more uh, uh, fish and kelp. The plants are loving it. I mean, almost an instant response to it. You do that, come back the next day and tell me that your plants don't blow up. Scotty's mentioning the recharge. Yeah, yeah you that's guys right, be, man. Shit is coming be, up. You'll be hearing about the recharge soon. Definitely going to be a cool product. We'll be discussing on the next show for all all y'all to, of course, a uh, beneficial microbe product because, you know, that's what that's what we believe in in the show. On any soil or soilless mix, you need these guys working for you. And the technology is, like, kind of new. That's what I tell people. You could fill me in, Scotty, because, you, you know, you founded a product, you know a little bit more, et cetera. But uh, it's like the cool thing about using microbes in your soil and soilless mixes is it's we're still learning. We're still learning what they – we know they do good. But it's still like a, a cool thing. I think – would you say we're learning a lot from commercial ag now that cannabis is becoming more on the forefront and not like a behind-the-closed-door thing? Kind of, man. Unfor I mean not really commercial ag, unfortunately, because commercial ag is, was really slow to adopt the microbes. I mean there's some people out there that have used them and that, that do use them. But on like a you know, 95 or 99 percent – of commercial ag doesn't use microbes, man. I guess it would be the boom then in organic and natural gardening that's really advancing. Here's, here's where I think it's going to be the boom in is research. I think that people now, I mean, there's great research, like on university level, peer-reviewed research out there uh, on microbes. Now they're going to start researching microbes with cannabis, and that's what I'm really excited about. Hell yeah, and everything I know that you've seen and. I've seen even down to the microscope level, which has been cool to see in the resource of CSU up there in Fort Collins and everything's cool to see how these guys work. But I'm not I don't get too much into science. Dude grows just says the shit works, man. I know hey, it works. You know, and I'm going to show you how. <laughs> thank you, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. man. I, I'm not going to talk like I'm a soil biologist. I'm not a soil biologist, but I hooked up with a couple people that made me a, a nice formula that just blows plants up. It works Sweet. awesome. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna bring it to the to the to the masses here, tell you all growers. So that'll be up soon. Let's. You want to hit the next question, right? We don't need a break, do we? No, let's hit it, man. Yeah, Come on, what you got, this, man? man? I mean, I know King Marijuana wants to hop on out and do some jams, <laughs> pump, pump some blood in his eyes. But, uh, oh, I love that guy. 
all right, this guy, uh, this is a Colorado grower. All right, all right. And he, uh, he says he's looking at buying his first grow system, and he's been having trouble deciding on what to get. Currently, he's looking at a 5x9 super room from uh, this website. I don't, we'll just leave that out. But regardless, the, uh, the super room, it's really a, a grow, gorilla grow tent. Um, and uh, the self-proclaimed experts that he has talked to have said that the system is way overpriced and that I could find it cheaper on Amazon or eBay. I've looked around at other places and I've yet to find anything close to what I'd like. And, you know, I'm assuming this guy wants a quality tent, which, you know, so far what I've seen in the Gorilla Grow tents, they seem to be pretty badass. Um, he said he'd like to grow the maximum of 12 plants, which he's allowed per household here in Colorado. Bam! And That's I right. also think it's important to have a large tent. And that 12 plants, guys, will back up really quick. It's six plants per person, up to two people per household, I believe. So That's right. just be careful. Um, six monsters. So I also think it's important to have a large tent for the plants to have room for maximum growth and yield, definitely. So, um, you know, and he goes on here a little. He said he'd like to have everything ready to go um, pretty soon by the time he's out of service. I believe this is a, a military gentleman that is going to get into some grow, and good for him, and thank you for serving. Any advice would be appreciated. We have advice. We have advice. So I've reviewed um, this tent here, uh, over at the, the, the website and it's kind of a package they put together here. I think uh, you saw it, right, Scotty, they got a package here, five by nine grow tents. And then they're throwing in, it looks like what a deep water culture system, um, which is 12, I think he's trying to do a 12 site, uh, deep water culture. And that's that price there. It says I don't even know if that includes delivery is three thousand dollars, which is intense to me. Yeah, man, and I don't even know if I do deep water culture, man. I, I don't think, man, I don't yeah, think I would, I'd recommend it. I think that's I'd, the official position of the show right now, actually, guys. I mean, we're all for well, everything, mean, but my octopod is a deep water culture system. It's got it's got a slave reservoir and it's got a a float valve and all that. So, I mean, I'm using one, I guess, but traditional deep water culture got too many uh, possibilities to lose your harvest, too many possibilities for catastrophic failure. Well, yeah, and like, I mean, we just talked about it, but tying back to what we're learning with cocoa and cocoa mixes and beneficial microbes, people used yeah. to say you could never get, um, you know, the, the yield or performance out of soil or soilless mixes compared to hydroponics. And yeah, I totally disagree at this point in the grow, the grow world. I don't know. I'll say that, uh, uh, even cocoa, you know, is probably not, is probably not as high performance as, as a full on dialed in deep water culture system, but it's close and you get the benefit of being, you've got this ecosystem for all your beneficials. I mean, the reason that I'm into co into cocoa, I used to be into deep water culture, was because I was missing the boat on all the goodies that you get to put into the soil. All those, what do you call them, the beasties, all those microbes are the things that add the flavor. You know, the fish, the kelps, they all add flavor and they all do, yeah. do great things in the rhizosphere when they have an environment to live in. And they can all make your hydro system completely fail and be a nightmare as far as some of the funky yeah. nutrients. But So that would yeah. be the first suggestion, right? Don't do hydro, especially if he's a newer grower. All for the grow tent if you want, but 
pick up a good soil. You know, you're spending money on that when you could just buy some cheap nursery pots, smart pots, good good potting mix, and or I tell you what, get hook going. Up with me. I'll I'll help I'll help you build in a an octopot system. If you want to talk about an easy, just a simple system, those things are what I th- I think they're like I don't know I think I think they're seventy nine dollars for each cell or something like that. You know, I mean, what do you need? You get in a five by nine, and maybe put six of those in there, chain them all together, and just do a badass six pack. There you go. There you go. Well, let's move on to the decision here. I mean, he's first off, we'll get to it, but there's no way you're throwing down uh, three grand on a five by nine tent and a twelve pot little hydro system. Way too much money. Um, so the decision there should be. Do you really want to – if you need a tent, I understand. Some people are renters. Some people don't know how to you know, turn a screwdriver. Uh, they don't care. They just – they like the tent idea. So otherwise, you should look at – you know, building a room can can add up doing it real properly you know, down to the drywall and all that jazz. Um, I really don't know which one would be cheaper. You kind of well, feel like building a room would be cheaper. I don't – I mean, $3,000 for a fucking tent, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you know, man, I started rethinking that. I mean, a tent is pretty much what you need. I mean, it's just basically a, a enough, you know, walls to, to seal, you know, basically ventilation so you can have a sealed uh, – seal the odor in and get your ventilation going, keep some CO2 in there. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's, it gives you an instant – a pretty instant, you know, good growing environment. Yeah. Now, keep in mind – uh, grower here, you're going to need to have a place to pull air into that tent to cool your lights. And you can't just dump that air out into the room where the tent's sitting. Of course, uh-huh. that will turn that room into a sauna and it'll t- to overheat your tent as well as sure. you might need a little portable AC for this tent. Um, so you might need to plan a little footprint on your floor space for some portable AC and work, work that out. But other I, than that, I'm all for it. Like you said, it's rock CO2. Let's what price what we can. Let's price what we can really build a five by nine tent for. We got to beat three grand. What What do we got if we go to right. Way to Grow and buy a five grand, by nine tent? What's it cost us? Well, how do, How did you guess? So I called up Way to Grow guys and uh, said, Hey, you know, check out how much this exact tent would cost under the Dude Grows account, of course. Um, and it was six hundred and twenty dollars. So okay. that's for the tent. And if if any of y'all out there listening in Colorado, hook it up at any of the six locations. Um, yeah, I'll. I'll I'll plug it now because you're going to get a great deal under Dude Grow's account, and anybody can use it. So, all right. So he's at six hundred and twenty dollars for the tent. So now, why don't we go buy two Phillips three fifteens? You know what I'm saying? Tight. Wouldn't that be tight? Then he's going to have yeah the newest you know lighting out there. Those run. I'm going to guess a G for the both of them with some some love from from, on discount. That's what I'm thinking, man. So we got a, a G for those, man. So we got sixteen twenty right there. Okay, let's go buy a CO2 system. And you know what? Back up really quick. If you're going to run those Phillips 315s, now those are uh, non-air-cooled reflector, 315-watt vertical running bulb here. And they're really cool because everything's in the hood, the ballast. Your tent will look really clean. Any grow mm-hmm. it, you know, no ducting. And they will run, you know, pretty warm. I don't think they run much hotter than like an air cooled 600. Well, but well, let's, some... let's get them an air conditioner. What, yep. Hy- Hydrofarm air conditioner. How okay, much? So we're at 1600 for the tent and lighting. A Hydrofarm air conditioner. This is your portable AC that is rated at 14,000 BTUs. Would be uh, about. I think you could get one for about 500 bucks. So he's at 21, right? 2100 dollars. 2120 right now. Yep. So let's and get him some CO2. A CO2 setup. Uh, man, if, uh, 
I don't know if they're still still honoring their badass anniversary deal, but I bet you if you hassled them, they will. That's a CO2 tank and regulator for 220 bucks. All so right, man. What, what are we we're up at, tw- to, right? we're at 2340 now. Holy shit, man. It makes me want to buy one. Like, that's his lighting, air conditioning, right. and CO2 setup. And now he's going to go buy octopots and plumbing and a reservoir. Oh, uh, man, the rest of it's just like, he, what do they call well, it? Water under the bridge? Like, compare. Yeah, he's got his say, setup. Let's say he wants to do a deep water culture. I mean, if he does these octopots and he never has to worry about okay. over underwatering, it, you know, it really is a, a great bulletproof setup. So if he's interested in something. You know, as close to deep water culture without the Achilles heel, he goes into those octopots. And with the cocoa and, and, and all that, we, we do $100 per cell by the time that he you know, buys, the, buys the octopots and, and you know, makes the mods and buys his reservoir. He got $100 per cell. So you got a six-pack of those. You got another $600. You're at $2,900. You're basically right but around your $3,000. Basically ready to grow, you know? But you're right around three thousand dollars. But you got two Phillips three fifteens. You've got an AC. Uh, you've got CO two in there. You've got a sealed room. The only other thing you might want to get is is a carbon filter for odor. Yeah, you if may- you need it, rock the rock the yeah. carbon. Yeah, yeah. So we just built you know for thirty two hundred dollars a complete system that's badass with cutting edge state of the art shit. And if you want to take it down, which you know I'm. Uh, I'm not against Scotty's Octopots. I'm not the grower that would use them if you want to. Let's say if you wanted to not downgrade, but just go with the straight uh, soilless mix, you're going to probably take like $300 off. Quality soil still costs a pretty decent penny as well, but that would be just your straight soil, soilless growing. So either way, (laughs) either way, uh, for new, man, I still, for newer growers, I mean, not even for newer growers, I'm always still in the bandwagon of a cocoa mix like i'm trying out that coco loco right now from fox farm which is uh that forest humus and cocoa mix and before i was using mana mix and i i just like the water retention and um but cocoa definitely performs don't get me wrong yeah and you know what you can come in and your plants can be completely dry just like oh my god i fucked up you know and you can re-wet cocoa really easily yeah that is an advantage man i know i can't wet my my peat mixes that well so that's fucking nice for sure Fucking um, A, brother. Fucking A. All right. So, dude, this guy, uh, I hope you hear this. I'll make sure you do. Dude, go hook it up. You're in Colorado. Um, you know, you don't need to be ordering anything online with the uh, quality of all. The, I mean, there's how many freaking grow shops in Colorado, you know, but we gave you our pick here. You're going to save a ton of money. You'd have the newest lighting out there. I've been wanting to run some of those 315s. So go hook it up in any of those way to grow further as far as south as Colorado Springs and as far as north as Fort Collins. So, yeah, I'll bet you could get two pounds out of that room. I left five by nine. Um, yeah, man, you know, at least I'm hoping, uh, yeah, if he's going to get a pound per 315, he is loving life. Yeah, and and you're not getting much of an electric bill, you know what I mean? You're running less than a thousand watts. You know, three quarters of a pound or half a pound. You're learning to grow your own. It's going to be awesome. You could get two pounds out of that room is all I'm saying. And you could be having, what would your electric bill be? I mean, I believe Scotty's claiming that you can get a pound per 315. We're going to have to test that theory, hopefully. So claiming. Way to grow. Give me a 315, brothers. <laughs> All right. We'll let's see, let's see if we can rock that out. I, I don't know. I don't doubt it, but I think it's going to be a challenge. But regardless, they're going to kick ass, and uh, that would be a beautiful grow setup. 
Um, all right, man. I think that's most of the grow talk. We gotta let's take a quick break and then talk about what's going on in our grows before we get ready to put the show in the bag. Hell yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, let's do that. If you guys like it, what you're hearing, there's multiple ways to hear it. Over at DudeGrows.com. Scotty's got the 420GrowLab.com. Um, yep. Um, uh, one more time, real quick. iTunes, Android users, hook it up on Beyond Pod. They are putting our show up on their network, so we're going to tell you where to find them. All right, let's take this break, come back with what's going on in our grows, and, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. All right. Alright, let's talk about what is going on in our grows. Um, and I'll let you take it away. Take it away. Well, you know, I was talking about blocking that light leak. So I've been playing with uh, just putting the finishing touches on the air cooling system. Uh, once I got the air conditioner last, what was that, two weeks ago, then yep. it just inspired me to, to just redo the air cooling and the, the ventilation and all that. So uh, just ran some straight shots and got some light leaks, or at least some light just going right from the outside so playing with that but uh what i'm actually been hanging out in the grow room a couple extra hours a week these days because i got all that stuff from jacob from Growmore. okay so i've got that Hell yeah. yeah yeah he's super cool man he set us up with i think a case of just about everything so a little bit for you a little bit for me and well, tell, little... tell the listeners real quick if they didn't hear that like just in summary like what who is Growmore? what are they about so Growmore is a we got hooked up with them because they make this jumpstart product, which is a, a tricantinol product. And they're mostly about commercial ag from what I can see. And I can tell you that I hooked up with a guy over there named Jacob, a formulator, and he's not about commercial ag at all. So <laughs> Nice. I, yeah, so I guess there's something going on where they're kind of pushing in a different direction. Or put it this way, they've got a formulator that's formulating some very progressive products, very plant specific products yeah they have uh, like a natural hardener right they do they have a, a natural flower hardener which is called mendocino avalanche you know what i mean it's, you know they're going for it with the whole you know, can, you know, mendocino cannabis thing oh i thought but, that would uh, be more like some type of snow emergency in the mountains yeah but what i'm saying is they've turned a corner over there where they i mean grow more i know them because uh they compete with like Peters and Jacks and and Miracle Grow making the the blue granular fertilizers. I don't uh-huh. think there's I think there's is blue actually. <laughs> you know, but that that's where you know they've done. I think it's like since 1919 or something like that. But there's you know a whole new direction over there. I think you know from what I can understand. Well, well I can tell I, from listening to that interview, and if you guys yeah. haven't, it's the previous episode, I believe. Um, 
yeah, there was he was totally stoked and giving tons of information on you know some I won't say he wanted to slander any products, but like some of the voodoo out there and just knowledge on nutrients and yeah, it was I, cool to listen to. Yeah, and I know he tests on cannabis. I mean, you know, he can't say it or anything like that, but I know that they test you know, with California commercial cannabis producers over there. And he, whatever. So he had some enzyme products that were really cool, and you know, like it's pr- pretty much like. The, Hygrozyme. I'm really into Hygrozyme, but I can't afford to use it. Shit's too expensive. It is. Yeah, it's like thirty-seven a quart, hundred something. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that enzyme product. I, I don't know. I thought it was like twenty dollars a quart, or maybe even a little bit less. It was like you know, like okay, cool. What Growmore's that bio? Yeah, Biocozyme is that, it? That, that, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Cool. I haven't. Yeah, and I haven't, guys. I haven't had my chance to use any of these products yet, but. uh they are coming down to my, my garden via Scotty whenever he brings them, and I'm excited about that jump start for sure. It um, yeah, it looks I like used... it's going to be a cool I... product. And let me wait. We're both bouncing real quick. That you said it, but listeners, jump start. The whole reason we knew about it is because a listener chimed in on a tricantinol conversation. That was great. That's what we want you guys to do: is chime on in, tell us oh, what yeah. you got. I mean, I'm excited to use a you know a cheaper. You know, it, granted, I don't think tricantinol's on the label, but they have alfalfa in there. Um, and uh, you guys talked about it in the interview. You talked about tricantinol for a good amount of time, and that was really entertaining. So yeah, tricantinol's never on the label. You know, I think it's like a PGR registered as a PGR or something like that. So that would mean the EPA would have to get involved in your labeling, and nobody wants that. So, so they'd say like they could put it on their label for like a hundred grand, maybe, or something. Yeah, I agree. If it's, it's, if it's something like that. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it just becomes a different class. The EPA res, uh, rep, uh, represents pesticides, fungicides, and uh, plant growth regulators. And once you get into that, you're talking like two, three years to get products approved and you know lawyers and all that stuff. No fun. Yeah, and I'd rather be growing. So yeah, but that's the deal with why you never see tricantinol on a label. But anyway, so I'm using all those products. I ended up putting their Fuego, which is amino acids. Mm-hmm. I ended up putting that Biocozyme in there. I ended up putting uh, I, I used their Kelp and Fish. Uh, so I used a bunch of their products. I seen man the, the Jumpstart I used. Uh, aside from the kelp and fish, man, none of those additives really raised the pH worth the shit. I'm sorry, not the pH, the uh, parts per million worth the damn. Yeah, so I like cool. how the the ones I know about, like you mentioned, it seems like they could be a good additive to any base nutrient. Um, I think that's Definitely. how I'm going to try and run them with uh, – I'm not sure if I'm sticking with my uh, BioThrive, you know, for general organics, we'll say, or I might go over to uh, – Aurora Innovations, they got the soul synthetics. But regardless, I already have my base nutrient, and we'll pair some of these products up and uh, give you guys the feedback. I'm going to do some trials um, on kind of leaning into what's going on in Dude Grows a little. We'll just jive back and forth, Scotty. Sure. Um, on uh, a bunch of the I... veggies I started, I'll, I'll straight up trials with uh, the Jump Start is the one product I really want to trial to see how much that jump starts these plants versus the I ones think it's not treated. Be... I think it's going to be like a very similar to Super Thrive. You know, I don't know if you've ever used that, which is impressive as hell. You know, actually, I mean? that's one product I've really never used. I just thought I, the label didn't work on me when I looked at it. I was oh, like, the label's this is, ridiculous. This, but the, this product like, bullshit just because of the label. But I'm wrong. I mean, it's, it's definitely so not bullshit, product. man. It's so <laughs> not bullshit. It well, blows your plants up. It's not um, natural. It ain't natural. 
You growers yeah. will be seeing me doing some uh, documentation and on some growing, some more videos. If you are, uh, you know, coming over here from the Dude Grows YouTube channel, sorry, I haven't put up a video in probably about four or five days, which is unlike me, but uh, we've been busy here. We've been busy, busy at the Dude Grow Show behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's cool that we got all those. And anytime a company is going to, you know, they're going to give us an interview and send us a bunch of product to help get out to you growers. We're going to get some out to you guys. Definitely. We just got to run it through our own gardens first because we're not going to push it. We don't believe in our use. And that's how the dude grow show rolls. Right. True. True. But in all fairness, Scotty real was not afraid to put it on his website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know. know what? I got a whole bunch of people that have been asking me for it. You know, people want to trial it right along with me. So totally. I put, it, I put it on the website. If you guys want to try it, it's there. Uh, we're definitely going to be giving a whole bunch away. You're going to see that there's going to be a giveaway up in the up in the upper right corner of 420 Grow Lab. And yeah, stay tuned. We're definitely out to uh, uh, share this good good stuff and test it and yeah I, i'm really feeling pretty positive about it well let me tell them uh um a little bit and i am i am positive as well but a little bit more um about my grow i forgot to mention uh before we get ready to put it in the bag the show um training for outdoor plants you know i got uh we got a little grow competition going on here between some friends i mentioned before whoever you know has the best quality bud at the end outdoors gets to go out, you know, and have a night on the town, whatever the hell they want to do, and the other people pay for it, which for me is going to be a multitude of things, you know, lobster dinner, strip club. Wait, back up. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's, uh, very funny today. But regardless, um, so I have, you know, three or four different genetics to go outside. And outside I want to have a variety of harvest, of course. Two of them I started from seed, and they are, you know, going to be a bit smaller than the other ones I have. I already have one in a one gallon. I have another one in a perfect pot, which is like a, I think almost a two gallon. And the plants in the one gallon and the two gallon are starting to take off to where I'm getting concerned. You know, like I still have plenty of vegetative growth outdoors, right? Sure. So I top them down pretty well. And I'm, you know, this might be, and I already know it's going to be, if you need to do multiple topping and you're, you're topping your plants correctly, you can really slow down the metabolism and hold them back to where you think, all right, I got this in the, what I'm aiming for is a plant in a three gall, about two foot tall to go outside, knowing I'm going to gain like, you know, four to five feet, no problem. Um, some of the other people in the competition, I heard like, they're just trying to, you know, it's already, he's like, mine's already in a five gal root bound. And this was like two weeks ago. I was like, dude, I don't know. As long as you know what you're getting into there, you know, I think you can, you know, have a plant. It's horrible to say that is too big especially if you don't have a good spot for it right sure absolutely so i've been training those up and then the ones i've found that are going to be probably a little bit smaller that i started from seed i got another spot in my yard where i probably like to run smaller plants because they don't have the same privacy so it's good to have for me different size plants don't forget guys you can usually train these how you want top them trim them up they're pretty damn durable if they're healthy don't be fucking with your plant if it's not healthy as far as taking off leaves and t topping and all that jazz but Dude grows plants are pretty healthy, so uh, that's what I was doing to train for outdoors, and we'll keep you guys filled in. It's going to be a fun outdoor grow this year, third time around for me, and it seems to be getting better every time. So, Hell yeah, man. I want to be a judge. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm down. We are going to need some judges, so you'll probably be in on that since you're not in on the grow. It'll be sweet. I'm down. Um, cool, dude. Let's get ready to put this in the bag. Maybe a few sh show announcements, if you will. Um, we already talked about uh, next show. 
Uh, we got a product highlight coming with the recharge. That's out of uh, Scotty Real, the founder. Scotty Real, product founder, we'll say. Um, as well as uh, working on a live show coming at you guys soon. We know we need it. Uh, we really want to have a live show with video, etc., hitting all y'all up so you can see how entertaining we look as well. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we got a couple good ideas for that. Though. I think that'd be really fun if we all hung out live for an hour or two. Definitely, definitely. We're just trying to take advantage of the technology at our hands for all you people out there. We know it'll help you grow your own. I mean, what better if you got straight up visuals in front of you while we're talking about this stuff? We will never leave the podcast. Don't worry, people. We want you to have something to listen to while you're working, driving, smoking, partying, whatever. Um, uh, a lighting episode. I'm sorry I keep mentioning it, guys. It is coming. Um, working on a couple uh couple deals and I got to get my knowledge 100% for that because lighting is an area where people will be, you know, critical and you definitely want to be, you know, on your game. I don't know yeah, if I'll Why wouldn't you use micro moles, man? Dude, I was just going to say, man, like I don't know if I'm going to get full on into the moles and this and I, we will. We will some. We, we're going to try and land a good interview for that one, so uh, that's what we need to do and, you know, otherwise keep enjoying the Dude Grows show. The Dude Grows and Scotty Reel over there. Hell yeah, man. Check out 420 Grow Lab. I actually went down and uh, made a bunch of videos a couple of days ago uh, about the, with all the Grow More stuff, just kind of explaining what I did with it in my reservoir, what I thought of it, a couple of you know first impressions. And come on, man, let's get the testing going. You know, I, I got, I think, one and a half pounds per light. I got the one and three quarters pounds per light uh, last couple of harvests. Yeah. I, want, I want to bust that two barrier, man. I mean, if using some enzymes... Uh, you know, to to, to kickstart my bacteria or to, you know, just to supercharge the bacteria helps a bit. I could see that helping. Uh, if using amino acids, those are the building blocks of plants. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I could see amino acids uh, adding more weight onto plants. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing the testing on that as well as I'll be doing a little uh Got a little funding to do some uh, testing on my product. So what better would be when you can see? Granted, granted, environment is number one, guys. But when you know Dude Grows or Scotty Real is using this nutrient regimen, they're getting this results on this plant, and this is how they did it. It's really nice. Now you know, like I said, we're coming coming out of the closet as a grower. That is, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, you know, with all these the legalization and everything going on, we can broadcast it across the airways and help you all out. That's the best. That's the best part about it. Yeah, it's proven to be a good time, man. Having a real good time doing it, dude. All right, guys, that's the end of Dude Grow Show episode twenty. Uh, everything is where you need to find it, and we're gonna sign off and catch you soon, sooner than later. Dude grows later, Scotty. <laughs> later, dude. Hey guys, remember that there's plenty more great grow knowledge over at DudeGrows.com. So go check out all of our news, videos, and latest articles about growing great weed without all the bullshit. And remember, it's donations from listeners like you that keep the real deal marijuana grow knowledge coming at ya. So visit DudeGrows.com and be the DGC. Couldn't agree with you more. man. Just a random grower tip. Of the week, I've been doing a flush of my recharge microbes and fish. Now, you've been using that Grow More uh, uh, fish and kelp. Plants are loving it. I mean, almost an instant response to it. You do that, come back the next day and tell me that your plants don't blow up.